After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And many of you have already felt a part of the historic Jewish Unity Initiative that we brought to Venice, Italy over the last few days. Many of you have seen parts of the Jewish Unity Initiative, our broadcasts, our incredible Malava Malka uh, over the last few days. Uh, that took place in Venice and that inspired a community. Uh, it was a historic event, to say the least, and so many of you understand just how historic it was. For many, many, many people out there, they're going to be discovering, as they listen to the shows and as they view the videos, they're going to be discovering just how incredible a connection we made with the Jewish community of Venice. This is what it sounded like, and I know many people have seen this already, uh, because after Saturday night, it was made available to the world. Um, this is what it sounded like when I first had the opportunity to open up the Jewish Music, uh, Jewish Unity Initiative, Malava Malka from Venice, in the heart of the ghetto this past Saturday night. Please help me introduce, to start off tonight, the amazing and incredible Israeli and Irish violin virtuoso. Please welcome... The one and only Daniel Ahaviel. And Daniel Ahaviel takes center stage in the heart of the Jewish ghetto and brings this incredible spirit to that historic and incredible location. Daniel Ahaviel, you're listening to a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM.
you have it. That was the opening. A wonderful opening from Daniela Javiel Saturday night as the uh, NSN Jewish Unity Initiative of Malka from Venice, Italy was in full swing. At some point, a few minutes later, Itzik Dadja joined in the fun. You had both Daniela Javiel and Itzik Dadja together with this selection. And when you watch the video, you'll see the dancing, the dancing and the spirit, the adults, the children. Everybody gathered round in the Jewish ghetto of Venice and enjoying the incredible Jewish music and Jewish spirit. It was one of those moments that will go down as an incredible, emotional show of unity in a, for us, a far-off part of the world. Just amazing and incredible. Yachad, 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 yachad
Medley has performed at the Jewish Unity Initiative incredible evening in Venice. Our Malava Malka that we presented and that brought an incredible spirit and a wonderful, just a wonderful uh, uh, feeling of unity to an incredible area. One that I hope you um, 
know a lot more about now that it's Wednesday because we uh, have spoken so much about Venice over the last few weeks. We led up to the uh, beautiful Malava Malka. Uh, that was our gift to the community, uh, a, a wonderful um, cooperation with uh, David Fadida and uh, the artists from Israel, including uh, Itzik Dadian, Daniela Javier, and Yisrael Sosna, and just a wonderful team. And our very own uh, NSN, Nahum Siegel Network, Jewish Unity Initiative, JM and the AM team, uh, that brought you the uh, wonderful event on Saturday night. And then uh, our broadcast Monday and Tuesday from the 500-year-old ghetto, the ghetto that was established in 1516 and lasted in that condition until 1797, and then all the way until today has remained a Jewish area, one of great history and one of great tradition. And I hope you were able to pick that up over the last few days. Today and tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day and other days, you'll have an amazing opportunity to watch the videos of all the programming we did in Venice, to hear the audio archives, and to literally show this concert to your family, to your children, and explain to them the concept of bringing a gift of Jewish music uh, to an area uh, for the sole purpose of Jewish unity. Uh, it's up there. It's up there uh, in our section of AnachomSiegel.com, our video section. Uh, it's a YouTube video, and it's really exciting and wonderful. And it was filmed by ZK and by Simon Jacob, and a great job by our incredible team. It is good to be back here in our JM&AM studios in Jersey City, but I will tell you that uh, being there in Venice and uh, seeing what life is like um, from both standpoints, secular world, Jewish world, and then uh, enjoying the incredible rich history and tradition was just an amazing experience. We all came back enriched by the entire experience. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM. More coming up. I thank you for tuning in. My name is Nahum Siegel. Uh, the excitement of providing programming like this to everybody around the world has just uh, uh, come to a crescendo, an incredible crescendo with this uh, amazing mission to Venice part of our Jewish Unity Initiative. Uh, plenty more coming up between now and 9 o'clock. A great Wednesday in general the Nahum Siegel Network as we get set and get closer to Thanksgiving weekend. We will be here tomorrow, of course, between 6 and 9 a.m. And uh, Friday we will um, uh, we will speak to Malcolm Honeline with our weekly update starting at 7.40. The Eastern time is coming Friday morning. All of our platforms are, of course, operational and in full force. Whether you're listening on the radio, uh, you're listening on the uh, app, on the web, uh, on the listen line, whatever method it is that you are using to listen to us at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, uh, we are glad you are doing so. Spread the word. Share that video, as I plan on doing later today. I'm going to share that video with my thousands of friends on Facebook, and uh, we're going to make sure the Nahum Siegel Network uh, continues to remind everybody uh, to watch what happened on Saturday night in Venice and to enjoy and to be inspired and to learn about Venice through what we did uh, for Monday and Tuesday's JM and the AM um, it's all up there, audio and video form, and we are very, very excited about it. More coming up on a Wednesday. This is JM in the AM.
Sam in the AM. Yeah, we've gotten a uh, an even greater appreciation for live presentations. That's of course Kaveret. Uh, Pugi from Kaveret Ba Park with uh, Natati Lachayai. Uh, Shalshalas had Yafia Fisa. You heard Shmakolenu done by, um, you heard rather the Shmakolenu group with Shir Baboker Baboker Pitom, as it's known. Uh, live music that uh, was just exhilarating and invigorating this past Saturday night with Itzik Dadia, Daniel Ahaviel and company, uh, an event that, um, that really started off as a, um, as a concert, even though we never really called it a concert, but it started off as a concert in the way that, you know, a musical presentation that people were sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying, and turned out to be just a great celebration, a great celebration of Jewish life, a great celebration of the Jewish past, of the Jewish present, and really the Jewish future in uh, the Jewish ghetto of Venice. And, I, and we have an opportu- a unique opportunity. A lot of people are off tomorrow. It's Thursday, Thanksgiving. You have an opportunity tomorrow during the day to just put that up on the big screen in your house. Uh, on the computer monitor, um, yeah, you'll find it on YouTube. You'll find it on our uh, website, NahumSiegel.com, in the video section. And um, and literally just enjoy uh, the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative, Malava Malka, from this past Saturday night in Venice. At the same time, I hope everybody out there has had an opportunity already, if not, that you'll have a chance to view and listen to some of our other programming from Venice, including Monday and Tuesday's JM and the AM, which I thought really brought the past, present, and future of the community to the forefront and uh, educated a lot of us, including many of our uh, audience members around the world, about a very important historic place uh, for the Jewish diaspora, and that being uh, the Jewish ghetto of Venice, Italy. And uh, don't forget, we had an incredible visit to the Bartonura Winery on Sunday, and we created a Tuesday live lunch program that aired in audio form yesterday uh, during the live lunch uh, from the Bartonura Winery. And um, and really created an amazing video. Um, I give credit to uh, to ZK and the entire team for all of that. A, a video that included a tour of the winery, which is remarkable in and of itself, especially when you think of where it is in the middle of nowhere in Italy, frankly, um, <laughs> which is pretty remarkable. And uh, then the second half of the program, what we love doing when we go to wineries, which is you know tastings and and analysis with with our panel of experts. Uh, the different wines and the different things that uh, that the winery has to offer. And, of course, those of you who are familiar with the Jewish world are very familiar with the name Bartonura because of Moscato and because of Pinot Grigio and because of uh, Prosecco and because of, uh, of the Asti Spumanti, uh, which really dominated the market uh, years ago until Moscato uh, came aboard, until the Blue Bottle came aboard. So all of that was part of a Tuesday live lunch presentation, which, of course, is available online uh, through our website at nachomsigl.com. YouTube, etc. We'll try to share that later today. I want to get all four of those videos shared by me on my own personal social media at some point today. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, more and more of you, the hundreds and thousands of you out there uh, who see what we have to say through my profile, through the Nahum Segal Network, and through our staff members, you'll do the same thing and spread the word. Some of these videos are just priceless. The Saturday Night Malava Malka, incredible. Uh, the two radio shows, as I said, Monday and Tuesday, really valuable and, uh, and unique in terms of what we've presented uh, over the years. And the uh, Sunday visit to Bartonura Winery was just spectacular. I don't think I realized until I saw part of the video afterwards just how awesome it was to, to, to talk about machinery and talk about all the different things that are necessary and that go into making a great kosher bottle of wine that goes from Italy all the way to the U.S. Um, on a constant basis. So that was a lot of fun. It was very educational. And then the wine-tasting part... Um, always seems to be um, uh, the part of the winery visits that our listeners and our viewers enjoy the most. 
uh, we got a lot out of that, and um, and you'll see it when you uh, head to the video section of NachumSiegel.com or search for the uh, Bartonura Nachum Siegel Network Jewish Unity Initiative video. JM and the AM Wednesday on this November 23rd. We're a day away from Thanksgiving. In fact, someone mentioned, I think Miriam Wallach had said to me <clears throat> that Thanksgiving in Venice was in April, and it was a, a topic because it's Thanksgiving week I meant to get to, and you don't, you don't get to everything on these trips, but I think we did get to 99% of what we wanted to cover, which I'm happy about. 22nd day in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5777, 35 degrees outside, chilly here in this country. Uh, 67% humidity winds are west at 8 miles per hour. Partly cloudy today with a high of 48. Then tonight, cloudy skies, a low 39. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, cloudy skies, a high temperature, 53 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 58. We're at 35 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. And I'll be here. You know, we're heading toward the, um, the big transition. Just a handful of shows left here at WFMU, and then we uh, become a uh, independent, incredible, growing, and... Uh, and um, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Impactful network, an even more impactful network than we've been till now. And um, as we wind down, uh, I said to myself, I'm going to be here. It's, it's rare that I'm here Thanksgiving morning, but I'm not missing an opportunity at this point to continue to remind everybody about the transition and be proud of what we've done here in this building over the last 33 years. Gabriel Siegel, who has not enjoyed as much of uh, this building as his uh, older siblings, He'll join me tomorrow morning. We'll try to get a word or two from him. He's pretty eloquent, frankly. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll tune in and hear some of the youthful sounds of the Siegel family tomorrow during Thanksgiving morning. So even though it's a day off for many, still plenty of reason to tune in and be part of this broadcast. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we'll preempt our programming tomorrow uh, to um, bring you a great uh, music mix all through the day under the leadership of Mark Zamek uh, for the entire Thanksgiving day. And then Friday, a regular program. Malcolm Holmline will join us. We'll have the weekly update, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. And um, and then really back to a regular schedule as we uh, uh, continue um, through the weekend and next week with our regular programming. J.M. in the A.M. at 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. I thank you for tuning in. This comes from Ohad.
J.M. in the A.M. There we go. J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Mariv Aravim, done by um, uh, done by uh, Eitan Freilich here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, good to be back in the uh, U.S. on a, a day before Thanksgiving. You heard the Oseh Shalom done by the Waterbury Yeshiva, Simcha Lina with Va'ata Marom, Ohad Hadva'i Rastich, Kaveret with Natati Lachayai. Wednesday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Wednesday morning with 35 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 48. The Yeshiva League Sports Update postponed from yesterday is coming up in 20 minutes. Yeshiva League Sports Update, 20 minutes from now. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. J.M.N.M. גל השריפות ברחבי הארץ, ארבעה עובדי קבלן נעצרו בחשד שגרמו ברשלנות לדלקה ביישוב נטף, כתבנו אריאל זיגלר. המשטרה היא כבר ארבעה עובדי קבלן שעסקו בסלילת כביש סמוך לנטף בחשד שגרמו להצתת השריפה ברשלנות. בשעה האחרונה השריפה הורחקה מעט מהיישוב והתושבים הוחזרו לבתיהם, גם זרם החשמל הופעל שוב, בנטף שני בתים נשרפו וניזוקו, צוותי כיבוי רבים עדיין נאבקים באש בסיוע מטוסים, גם בשעה זו אין שליטה בלהבות וטליה גורדון, תושבת נטף, סיפרה לי אל דן על הפגיעה הגדולה ברכוש לגרמה הדלקה. הצמחייה אצלי בחצר והעצים גופים. הבית של השכנים, החברים הטובים שלי נשרף, לא. את רואה את השאריות של הגג, את רואה שהכל שרוף. שנים שאוסף פריט פריט בבית שלך, ובונה אותו, ומגשים את החלום שלך, ופתאום אין כלום. בתוך כך מסתמנת שליטה על השריפה בזיכרון יעקב. כתבנו קובי מנדל מעדכן כי עשרות כבאים עדיין נמצאים בשטח ופועלים במוקדי דלקה קטנים הבוערים בחסות הרוחות החזקות. בשלב זה התושבים עדיין אינם מורשים לחזור לבתיהם. יושב ראש הבית היהודי בנט תוקף את שר הביטחון ליברמן על רקע דבריו בשבוע שעבר כי על הממשלה לאשר בנייה בשטחי יהודה ושומרון בתוך הגושים בלבד. אני שומע על שרים ישראלים שמתנדבים לוותר על דברים כאלה או אחרים בלי ששואלים אותם על זה בכלל. דיבור משוחרר שכזה פוגע בביטחון הלאומי של ישראל, כך בנט בוועידת הג'רוזלם פוסט בירושלים. שלוש עשרה וחצי שנות מאסר נגזרו על מחבלת המספריים. הצעירה, כיום בת שבע עשרה, ביצעה יחד עם בת דודתה פיגוע דקירה באמצעות מספריים בשוק מחנה יהודה בירושלים לפני כשנה. עורכת הדין יפעת גפן מפרקליטות מחוז ירושלים הצדיקה את העונש ואמרה אין מנוס מעונשי מאסר ממושכים. כתבתנו דור מימון שמע אותה. הפרקליטות סבורה כי בשל גילם הצעיר של חלק גדול מהנאשמים בגל הטרור, הרי שאין מנוס מהטלת עונשי מאסר ממושכים נגד כל מי שנוטל חלק בפיגועים נגד חפים מפשע, גם כאשר מדובר בקטינים. סערת שירות הלוחמות בצה"ל. אלוף משנה במילואים יונתן ברנסקי סיפר בריאיון לאראל סגל, כשגדוד המעורב לנשים וגברים קרקל מגיעים לבסיס חדש, אמצעי המניעה נגמרים הרבה יותר מהר. אחד מבסיסי ההדרכה בדרום הארץ, הגיע לשם מטעם צה"ל חוקר, שהיה צריך לחקור את הנושא של גדודים מעורבים. בדרך הוא עבר בשקם, אז השקמית, בשיא הטבעיות, אמר לו, אחי, תקשיב, אתה רואה פה את המדף מאחוריי, זה המדף של אמצעי המניעה. כל פעם שמגיע גדוד קרקל לאימון, תוך חצי יום מתרוקן לי המדף, מה שבדרך כלל לוקח שבועות, וכולם באים לקנות, קצינים, חיילים, מהבסיס, מהגדוד. 
והתחזית, רוחות מזרחיות חזקות מנשבות בעיקר בערי הצפון ובערי המרכז, תחול ירידה במידות החום. אלה החדשות שעורכת רון רוזנבוים.
Shit. 
J.M. and the A.M. Kum Hitaleich. It's uh, Baruch Levine off of the Banim Atem CD here at J.M. the A.M. Mordechai Shapiro with Ivdu. You heard Ma'amin done by uh, Yaakov Shweki off of We Are a Miracle. 16 minutes after 7 o'clock, the uh, Yeshiva League sports update is coming up. Did not do it yesterday since we were still doing our programming from Venice. If you missed any of our programming from Venice, you go to the archive section of J.M. and the A.M. for the Monday and Tuesday show. And, of course, the archive section of NahumSiegel.com. Plus... The videos are on NahumSiegel.com of both Monday and Tuesday's shows, plus the Saturday Night Malava Malka that we presented, courtesy of our friends at Bartonura and so many other very generous and wonderful people, including our American chairman, Leon Goldenberg, that was presented for the Jewish community of Venice this past Saturday night. The Malava Malka, literally in the heart of the Jewish ghetto in Venice, Italy. So you can see that video online, either on YouTube or our website. And, of course, the very fun and informative show we did at the Bartonura Winery in Italy this past Sunday. Uh, that was done as a Tuesday live lunch and aired this, uh, this Tuesday, yesterday. And uh, now it's available, of course, on, uh, on video form. Uh, I saw a few people already started to, um, uh, to view it overnight once it became available. And uh, you'll be able to see that. We'll share it later on and try to share it on as many of our social media platforms as possible. And you'll enjoy a tour of the Bartonura Winery. And then, of course, our panel of experts drinking the different varieties of Bartonura wine. Wednesday morning, it's JM and the AM Yeshiva League Sports Update coming up. I will be here tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day. I will be here tomorrow. Our big transition is coming up very, very soon, right around the corner, December the 1st. I remind And we will do a weekly update this coming Friday, by the way, with Malcolm Holmline. And I remind everybody, make sure you are equipped and ready for December 1st with the NSN app, with your computer, with your web radio, with your Bluetooth in your car, with the listen line that you just call up and literally listen to the, uh, to the, uh, to the uh, network live. Um, make sure you're ready for the big transition as it's happening uh, in the next uh, few days. Itzik Dadia is one of the performers on the brand new Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz Sheer album. It's sheer volume number two. It's Igdadya who is with us in Venice. Here he is at JM in the AM.
Itzik Dadya, who's with us, of course, the Amazing Jewish Unity Initiative, Malava Malka in Venice. He was the lead singer. There he is with Bowie, uh, a song off of Sheer Volume Number Two. Shlomo Yehudarechnitz, the brand new Sheer Volume Number Two. Thirteen tracks on that brand new album. It's Wednesday. We're a day late for the Yeshiva League Sports Update, but that's okay. We postponed it a day so we could finish our Venice programming yesterday. So I will say, first of all, a big shout out to Mike and everybody at Crown Trophy. Uh, they love the Yeshiva League Sports Update, and why wouldn't they? Because obviously the winner at the end gets a crown trophy, doesn't do, don't they? They certainly do. Uh, so Mike and everybody at Crown Trophy, we say uh, thank you to you, and we say uh, uh, greetings to you on this Wednesday. Uh, it's time for our Yeshiva League Sports Update here at JM in the AM. Here is Elliot Weiselberg. Thanks, Nachum. A day later than usual, but that only means that we have a day more of Yeshiva League action to report on. As teams go into the Thanksgiving break, we are quickly wrapping up the first month of Yeshiva League action. Today on the JM and the AM Sports Update, Big Dogs Flatbush and Frisch square off in varsity basketball. JEC continues its winning ways in JV hockey, and YU Roller Hockey sweeps its way to the top of the standings board. 
All that and more on this special Wednesday edition. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. It's been a roller coaster sort of year for the Flatbush Falcons varsity squad. Two tournament finals, two crushing defeats. Two hard fought Yeshiva League contests, both resulting in losses. Their opponents last Thursday night, the Frisch Cougars, a 3 0 record, fresh off of a championship at the Shalhevet Steve Glauberman tournament in California. The two teams traded the lead for two and a half periods until big man A.B. Rosedow showed his range, hoisting up two three point shots to give Flopbush a 41 39 lead. The Falcons would then go on an 11 2 run that Frisch would never recover from, although they would try, cutting the lead to six at one point, but no closer as Flatbush knocked the Cougars from the ranks of the undefeated and earned their first win on the year, 69-58. Rosal led all scorers with 27 points. In other varsity action, TABC edges out Ramaz 49-47, and Heschel continues its dominating season, sweeping through the Scott Satchin Memorial Tournament, defeating YDE 64-44 in the finals for its second trophy on this young season. In JV hockey, the JEC Thunder continued to rack up the wins. First, it was a 6-1 win over former Central Division rival Magan David. Then it was a surprising upset of SAR in overtime. This past week, the streak continued with a one-goal victory over the MTA Lions in Elizabeth. Sophomore Daniel Landa would score two for the Lions, but to no avail as sophomore Sammy Simcha tied the game at one. Freshman Benson Kapusin would make it 2-1, to one, and freshman Aaron Silver would break the 2-2 deadlock for the game winner. JEC at 3-0 will now meet up with Flatbush this coming Monday in a rematch of the Central Division winner and runners-up from last year. Speaking of Flatbush, the Falcons took their first loss of the season to Rambam on Monday night 2-1, on the same night where two championship contenders, Frisch and DRS, battled to a 1-1 tie. While the court report tends to stick to high school sports, this year we will look to highlight some college action as well, as Yeshiva University's men's basketball program looks to continue off of last year's successful run. The Hardwood Max are currently 1-3, but will attempt to break the skid this Sunday against my alma mater, NYU, at the Max Stern Athletic Center. The real story at YU right now, though, is the run of their roller hockey squad, currently at the top of the standings in the ECRHA 2nd Division. Last year's Division IV champions swept their four games this past Sunday, including a shootout win over top-ranked Northeastern 3-2. TABC alum Yosef Robin held down the Ford in net, blanking Northeastern in the shootout rounds, while DRS alum Moshe Ganuth planted the only goal of the shootout to give the Max the win. YU is now 9-1 and will pick up their season at the end of January. For more Yeshiva League action, tune into the Court Report at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. While there was no new episode last night, there will be one this coming Sunday night as we switch back to our usual Sunday night premiere, Tuesday night encore format. This Sunday night, we will bring you up to date on all the Yeshiva Leagues and go over the latest basketball and hockey rankings. All that and more this Sunday night at 7 p.m. only on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. And that was your Wednesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Oh, my God.
in the AM, that's uh, Barry Weber. Great song. Gesher Tsar. Uh, One Heart is the name of the album. Uh, 7.32, a drop behind schedule for Rabbi Goldwasser. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Megillus Rus, Vayan Hanar, the Yalkut Shmoni explains that Boyaz did not recognize Rus, but he saw that her deeds were pleasant. All the women would stand to gather, but she would sit. All the women would be malakit among the sheaves, and she only went to that which was hefker, ownerless. The women had dealings with the kotsrim. However, she was modest. She would sit by the side and not in the middle. She would gather two shibolim and not three. The Mesh of Nefesh says that the overseer tried to highlight the detriment of Rus, because he was afraid that Boaz, a shoifet in Yisrael, a judge, would take a convert for a wife. When the inquiry came to him, he answered in a loud voice, so that Rus and all the koitzrim would hear how he was mevazahar. He wanted to give a bad report, so that Boaz should despise her. So he called out, Nara Moavia, in a loud voice, it was to hint to Boaz that although he thinks she is a Tzanua, modest and a Tzadekes, he should realize where she was brought up and what her Midos really are, that she follows in the ways of Moab. The overseer wanted to say that even if certain things make her look like she's a Tzadekes, Boaz should not rely on it. 
It was just done to impress others and she will eventually return to her roots. Like it says, Koshin Geirim Yisrael Kisapachas. In Shmira Saloshon, in the Sefer that is written about guarding our tongue, the Chavetz Chaim cites the Yerushalmi, Arba Devarim there are four things that a person is paid back in this world, and continues into the next world. Those are Avadazara, idol worship, Gilea Royos, immorality, Shvichastamim, bloodshed, Loshonhara, Keneged Kulon. And Loshonhara can be weighed against all of them. We also know in the Elu Devarim, in that famous Mishnah, we say the Torah Keneged Kulam, that the learning of Talmud Torah is greater than all of the mitzvahs. We see that Talmud Torah is the greatest of all the mitzvahs, and Lashon Hara is the most chamer, or the most severe of all the Averis, of all of the sins. Yaakov Avinu mourned over Yosef, for more than 20 years. The Torah tells us that at the end of the 20 years, all of a sudden, the Besuros Tavos, the good news came that Yosef HaTzadik was still alive. Why was Yaakov rewarded to hear such unbelievable good news? The Sefer Shmir HaSalashen tells us it's because he never believed the evil reports that Yosef spoke about his brothers. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Jam in the AM with Avram Freed. Song is called Kapara. 35 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 48. Coming up to our big transition, when we head all digital starting December the 1st, make sure you're prepared with the NSN, Nahum Single Network app, and any other method, whether it be computer or telephone, etc., to make sure to be tuned in to us every single morning around the world, no matter where you are. Uh, fresh back from our incredible uh, Jewish Unity Initiative to Venice, I hope you've seen the videos of the beautiful Malava Malka, of the incredible shows we did there Monday and Tuesday, of the Bartonura Winery Tour we did. Uh, all the videos up at the NahumSingle.com website in the video section. And uh, you have time, Thanksgiving Day, you may have time tomorrow to actually air the concert for your own family. Yeah. And see what kind of beautiful Malava Malka we were able to present for the Jewish community of Venice smack in the middle of the ghetto. Uh, it was just amazing and incredible. An experience we will not quickly forget, that's for sure. Uh, we're here tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day, and we're here Friday with Malcolm Honeline and a uh, weekly update. That's all happening tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Uh, Friday, rather, here at JM in the AM. So uh, we're here for the next couple of days, and again, counting down to our Transition to all digital. Wednesday morning, and Vivian Grossman is with us live via telephone, speaking to us from the Sunshine State. She is the national chair for social media at JNF, the Jewish National Fund. They have a massive day coming up this Tuesday, which we'll talk about, and so many other things that are happening when it comes to the JNF, the Jewish National Fund. Vivian Grossman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning. How are you? Everything is wonderful. Nice to speak to you. Probably a little bit warmer where you are than where we are. <laughs> Just a bit. I hear the degrees, and I think I look outside and think it's quite beautiful, but it's all good. It is certainly all good. Well, JNF is uh, certainly all good. They've done amazing work uh, over all these years and have been so instrumental in bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora, and now... Uh, you are national chair for social media. At what point did this incredible organization, which is at the top of its game, realize that they really have to have a separate entity dealing with social media? Well, a few years ago, Russell Robinson came to us and said, Russell Robinson, the visionary JNF CEO, yep. said, I challenge you guys to go out and make a stand in social media. We didn't have much going on. We realize that social media is where it's at. That's how people are getting the message, the information. That's how people are learning. And he challenged us to go out and create a kind of Harvard case study for volunteerism. And we put the word out that we needed help. We were looking for social media pros who loved Israel, understood Israel, understood the Positively Israel movement. And starting about four years ago, we had the most amazing, dedicated, professional step forward and help move the bar forward. It was, it's been an amazing ride, and we have, an, we have virtually created a social media volunteer company within JNF Pretty that amazing. covers so many bases. And there's so many different things. I mean, this is something that we've always enjoyed with JNF over the last few years. There's so many different, uh, I don't want to say departments because that sounds way too official, so many different angles. And, and so many different contributions. I'm not speaking uh, uh, financial contributions. I'm speaking uh, uh, social and in, in, in reference to the building of the land of Israel contributions that are going on under the JNF umbrella. I can only imagine that the social media component uh, it just brings that forward to everybody and really helps highlight all the different things that are going on on a regular basis with JNF. We try. We have an incredible 
incredible committee. We go to Israel once a year. We brainstorm. We work really hard long days. And we come home and we create campaigns. And we try and make really vibrant campaigns because JNF is doing so much in so many areas, for instance, special needs. So we really want to highlight that an inclusive society is a kinder and more gentler society. So we often run campaigns about all that JNF is doing to move the bar forward in the special needs area. Um, and we have a lot of fun doing that. We, our blog is called JNF Impact. And if you Google JNF Impact, it will come up right away. And you'll see blogs by people. JNF is such an unusual organization because lay leaders such as myself can really impact change and really drive home what touches your heart. It's an unusual organization that allows people to take action. And, and one of the things that we emphasized as we did the Branching Out series, which uh, I, I thought just opened up so many people's eyes to so many different aspects of the organization and the work that's being done, uh, it, it seems that everybody, you mentioned special needs, but there's so many other areas as well where, where people you know, can, can take their own interests. If somebody has uh, uh, you know, a desire to do any type of project, in Israel, I mean, it can be sports-related, it can be a cultural project, it can be a security project, it can be something in an area that has never been touched before by the organization. They will do what is possible uh, to help move that forward and to help make that happen. And I would assume through social media, people are discovering more and more of those specialty campaigns and of the you know specific ways where their uh, that their support can uh, uh, can be utilized because you're able to to be out there in the social media like that. We hope so. We have 20, about 20 task forces, all driven by lay leaders, and we in social media work with all the task forces to get the word out. Or on Facebook, we have a very strong presence. The uh, JNF Jewish National Fund national page is really vibrant. It's really informative. You can learn so much. If you want to learn who what and where is moving the pro-Israel, positively Israel, JNF far forward. Our JNF national page is amazing. You will learn so much. We have a page called Humans of JNF (laughs) that highlights the individuals who are um, making a difference. Vivian Grossman's with us. She's the national chair for social media at JNF, the Jewish National Fund. We'll talk about Giving Tuesday in a moment. Um, now, aside from the blog that you mentioned, I, I would guess that on any social media platform, and most of us are familiar with the you know uh, three to seven or ten that are out there that are you know uh, most prevalent and prominent. Uh, I guess all people need to do is basically search JNF, and they'll come across what your contribution is to that specific social media platform. Hopefully, if you're on Facebook, Jewish National Fund, right. Humans of JNF, those are two pages that will really highlight what we're doing and. Who are the people that are doing it? Because there's hundreds of me, just lay leaders who woke up one day and said, or just people going about our day who woke up one day and said, if not us, then who? We need to step forward and make sure Israel stays strong, and JNF is Israel, so there's no other organization that is Israel as JNF, so we got involved and JNF gives the opportunity for lay leaders to make a huge difference. This is basically the feeling we got as we were doing the series, um, help us help Israel. That's basically the message. Hey, hey, what could you do, JNF, to help us help Israel? And it seems they always have the answer, depending on the specific uh, desire of the uh, either uh, um, uh, volunteer or, uh, you know, a specific lay leader. 
out there. They always right, seem right. to have the answer. Wednesday morning, it's Jam and the M. Vivian Grossman's with us, a national chair for social media with JNF. All right, uh, let's talk about um, doubling one's impact. On two, and there are a lot of days coming up now, uh, Vivian, as you know. There's Thanksgiving Day, there's Black Friday, <laughs> there's Small Business Saturday, all these different days. Uh, this coming Tuesday, on the 29th of November, it's going to be a very special day for Israel because you've designated it, you meaning JNF, have designated it as Giving Tuesday, where every single gift that is given on that day, the 29th of November, by the way, very... Um, a significant date in Jewish history, the as we call it, Haftet November, the 29th of November. That's the day that the uh, partition plan was voted on in the United Nations back in 1947. Uh, anybody who contributes that day, their contribution is going to go even further. Explain what's going on with Giving Tuesday and JNF. Sure. Uh, as you said, everybody's heard of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the days of <laughs> Oh, Cyber Monday, by. that's it, right, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Giving Tuesday is the day of giving thanks. It's a day of global giving, and it's driven by the power of social media. And it's really meant to inspire people to take action. And Giving Tuesday is an amazing day. All donations given to JNF on that day are matched. They're doubled. So you can double your impact. It's an incredible opportunity to really move the bar forward to allow JNF to accomplish all of its incredible visionary huge goals so we're really excited about it we've been in the forefront for the last few years jnf has been written about about the work that we've done to inspire people on giving tuesday we've been a major front runner on giving tuesday and we're so excited that this year we're really going to knock it out of the ballpark once again all right so it's very simple uh anytime tuesday when people see the link or if they're are encouraged by their friends or followers on social media to share a link or whatever you come across regarding JNF this coming Tuesday. Uh, it's as simple as that. Your contribution is going to be worth two times uh, the actual value that you are giving, and uh, everybody out there is encouraged to give and to participate as much as possible. This is obviously unique for social media. Now, outside, I'm trying to think. You know, outside of matching challenges that are done at some dinners out there. You know, when people uh, mm-hmm. get up and it, this is really the only matching challenge that people in in this era can participate in you know through social media through the web and uh, getting out there and uh, with the click of a uh, of a mouse have the the impact that they're having out there doubled automatically so uh, pretty cool when it comes yeah. to when it comes to social media that's one aspect of the entire category that is unique gives everybody a chance to uh, make their dollars go a lot further uh, for the organization. So it's uh, every gift that uh, comes up on the 29th of November, this coming Tuesday, which is Giving Tuesday, you'll have a chance to double your impact with JNF and um, and multiply your contribution by two. When was your most recent visit to Israel, Vivian? I just got back. I just started getting over my jet lag. I was in <laughs> Israel for almost a month. I got back about 10 days ago. Any and specific JNF project that uh, that struck your fancy as you were there? So I was very lucky. I actually led a mission of 22 people, two of whom had never been to Israel before. Wow. It was really, that's always a, a very special experience. But I would say for all of us, one of the highlights was going to Halutza, mm. which is a group of three communities, literally on the Egypt-Gaza border, and these are people, many of whom lived in Sinai. They were displaced from Sinai into Gaza, displaced from Gaza, and they've built their lives in Chalutza. And it is 
you want to be inspired, come with JNF to Halutza. JNF has been instrumental in building these communities as well as the medical center and kindergarten. These are people that have the biggest zest for life. You'll come away feeling grateful and have so much gratitude. This is an area where Arafat was offered and said, it's dead, nothing will grow. We've eaten the sweetest pineapples, carrots, cauliflower, the the tomatoes that are taller than a tall person. It's just so inspiring that they literally live meters, 200 meters from Egypt, and yet the children run freely. They have the greatest life, and they live in gratitude. I would say for our group, that was a highlight as well as going to many of the um, Zionist, uh, the um, historic heritage sites, going to Atleet and the Bullet Factory, the Iron Institute, right. was both educational and beyond inspiring. I know the medical center continues to progress in terms of uh, JNF's vision for the South. It's something that's quite mm-hmm. necessary, and that continues to progress. I've I've been told, and this is one place I want to get to. ASAP that the uh, visitor center up in Akko, and whoever would have dreamed that that would be the mm-hmm. the center of northern tourism to Israel, um, not only is coming along, but I believe it's officially open at this point. And it is officially open, and which is pretty mm-hmm. remarkable and incredible. And uh, I'm sure that will increase people traveling to the northern part, and not just traveling. I think it will increase people actually staying overnight and spending a few days up north uh, compared to what people used to do in the old days. JNF has a really unusual vision because we're moving 300,000 people to the north. Well, right. that's easier said than done because you not only have to give them housing, but you have to give them a quality of life. So when Russell Robinson, visionary CEO, looked at the north, he said, we echo needs to be, a be- is amazing. The history there, mm-hmm. it can be a gem. He saw the vision and been fortunate to go to Akko every year for the last four or five years, and now it's amazing. It's clean. They have a new shook that opened that is stunning with beautiful quality products and restaurants, and the visitor center has turned out to be key in promoting local businesses. We realize we have to support the local businesses that are there. The businesses in the Western Galilee are amazing. The wineries, the quality arts, arts and crafts products, the food, the restaurants, incredible. So we opened the visitor center to support these businesses so people won't just go to Akko, go to the Crusader City, buy a bottle of water and leave. Right. And now you see it as a destination and stay and love it. It's amazing. No question about it. The way you described it is exactly what used to happen until, right, until right. this point. No longer. No longer. Now they're staying. Also, and it's beautiful. The work being done at the Heritage Center in the, in the Gush, which has been completely uh, uh, revamped and really made into a state-of-the-art um, uh, tribute yeah. uh, now in 2016, and we are l- so looking forward, as I'm sure you are, uh, because we'll be there during the week of Jerusalem 50, please God, in the month of May, awesome. when awesome. Givata Tachmoshet uh, is going to house one of the most incredible um, uh, pieces of uh, of this entire Jewish history puzzle, and that is JNF's contribution in terms of a uh, a real uh, tribute. A museum and tribute to Givada Dachmoshet Ammunition Hill and its role right. in the Six Day right. War, and we'll be able to enjoy that and really appreciate it 50 years later. 
So we're looking yeah. forward to that uh, as well. Yeah. Everybody out there has a unique opportunity to uh, support the work of JNF and make Giving Tuesday a very, very impactful day for them and really for the entire Jewish world as we laud JNF for bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora, in this case Israel and uh, our communities here in the United States. Every gift given on the 29th of November, which is this coming Tuesday, uh, will be doubled, will be matched. That's what Giving Tuesday is all about, making sure that the dollars that are contributed go even further and uh, make a greater impact, and you have an opportunity to do so. Uh, as you heard Vivian Grossman mention, aside from um, aside from the uh, JNF Impact blog, which gives you a, a taste and perspective of so many different areas of life in Israel through the eyes of people, uh, who are affiliated with JNF. Aside from that, uh, you have uh, through Facebook and through uh, uh, Twitter and through um, uh, Instagram and other social media sites a strong JNF presence, which you'll uh, you'll feel when you go online and you start uh, following what they're doing. So you should check that out and enjoy. And um, in terms of Giving Tuesday, uh, everybody out there who has an opportunity should be sharing the link and encouraging people to do as what we've described today, which is double the impact of whatever contribution is given on the 29th of November, a significant date in modern Jewish history. Vivian Grossman, anything else you'd like to add on all of this? This year, you can text your donation as well. Ooh. If you text the word JNF to 800-77-80077, you can text your donation as well. And you can sign up to receive mobile uh, information. You can find out what's ha- if something's happening in Israel or if there's an opportunity in your area. You can uh, receive a text. So, so we have ex- we have expanded to include every single method of helping support Israel, basically. There you go. Uh, and the mm-hmm. texting is very simple. You text the word. Should people wait till Tuesday to do this? I guess they should because no, be, be, no, they can sign up today. Right, and then they can text a donation if they're through their phone on uh, Tuesday, on t- okay. uh, or they can go on the web at www.jnf.org backslash Giving Tuesday. That's the uh, site, and uh, or they can text it. All right, so that's or the, they can call their office, local so, office. So the best thing is to text and sign up, and then wait until Tuesday and make sure to double the impact of your donation. The text is uh, you text JNF to eight hundred seven seven. Again, that's JNF to eight hundred seven seven. And the JNF.org slash Giving Tuesday, JNF.org slash Giving Tuesday will give you all the information you need regarding uh, getting and jumping into action this coming Tuesday on behalf of Israel and JNF. Uh, Vivian Grossman, she's the National Chair for Social Media for JNF, and Giving Tuesday, obviously, is their next big event. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. A pleasure speaking to you, and continued success. The organization is built on people like Vivian, uh, a lot of great lay leaders who take an active role and take tremendous pride in helping to grow uh, Israel. JM in the AM. Wednesday morning with 35 degrees, partly cloudy and a high of 48. Plenty more coming up. You're listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org and of course on the NSN app.
mishkan lesholoim poi sanuach hashavo kanti doir hoachvo yeheize yeheize amokoim no Can
music, music, music dancing, music she danced me away. Music, music, music dancing, music she danced me away.
ain't gonna bend, never then and never now. It's been so many years, crying so many tears, don't you know, don't you really know? We are pushed to the ground, through our faith we are felt, standing strong. We are a miracle. We couple of uh, Yaakov Shweki selections. We are a miracle and uh, Birchas Habayis. And uh, before that, the uh, eighth day tracht good here at JM in the AM. Uh, Wednesday morning on this November 23rd to 22nd of Mar Cheshvan. Great to be back from our Venice Jewish Unity Initiative. If you haven't had a chance to see the incredible programming and hear the incredible programming, the archive section of our website is a great place to start especially the video section at NahumSiegel.com, where Monday and Tuesdays JM and the AM are up, where the uh, Saturday Night Malava Malka is up. That brought a tremendous spirit and inspiration to the Jewish community of Venice. And the uh, tour of the Bartonura Winery with our great wine tasting 
in the second half of that program. It's up there as well. A big thank you to Bartonura. A big thank you to our American chairman, Leon Goldenberg. A big thank you to those incredible Jewish Unity Initiative fans and supporters who joined us, including members of the Rosazada and Jacob families. It was just an amazing journey and one that we will not quickly forget. In fact, I could say we will remember forever. Uh, those of you out there who have been following us on Facebook, I thank you. If you haven't been able to at this point, uh, make sure to follow us today. We'll be recommending videos for you to watch. And we'll ask you to spread the word and share those videos with everybody in your social network circle. Um, just some amazing programming and a whole bunch of material that you're going to enjoy. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We are here at JM and AM tomorrow morning live between 6 and 9. Then you'll have an incredible music mix all through the day at NahumSiegel.com and on the NahumSiegel Network through all of our platforms. Friday, we are here at JM and the AM. Malcolm Holmline will join me. Our weekly update commences at 7.40 Eastern Time. And don't forget, we're getting closer and closer to our transition. If you're in the New York, New Jersey area listening on terrestrial radio, you want to make sure to transition with us. Make sure you have the NSN app. Search NahumSiegel Network in your iPhone or Android. Make sure you have the listen line. Make sure you have your, uh, uh, your iPad at the ready with the app which uh, seems to be a, a, a solution that a lot of people are utilizing, especially for those in the uh, senior citizen community, just getting them a used iPad and putting in the NSN app, and then we are available at the touch of a button, as simple as that. Um, uh, all the different methods, whatever, the web radio, many of you are using web radios in your home. All the different methods, get ready, as our worldwide audience is going to be expanding like crazy, and we want you in the New York, New Jersey beloved audience to be a major part of that, all right? So please make sure to be tuned in every single day to us here at JM and the AM. Uh, tomorrow and Friday, as I said, I will be here in studio, and we'll share a Thanksgiving weekend together uh, with a weekly update and more. Partly cloudy, a high of 48, JM and the AM at a quarter after 8 o'clock on this Wednesday morning broadcast with plenty more coming up between now and at 9 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, let me just make sure I have my schedule... Um, the way it should be, uh, at 9 o'clock this morning, following JM in the AM, you'll enjoy the uh, bite-sized program with Yoni Pollock. Wednesday Live Lunch will feature of Rummy, as we do every single Wednesday. And then late, late, late tonight, an encore of this edition of JM in the AM. That's what happens at midnight Eastern Time every single night. Didn't even get a chance to acknowledge the Incredible contribution that Mayor Fertig made last week with the Kalbach special and our 24 hours of Kalbach. Thank you, thank you, Mayor, and thank you to everybody for all the great comments about our 24 hours of Kalbach. And a big thank you to Mayor Weingarten, who was here on Friday. And a massive thank you, as usual, to Matis Weingast for coordinating everything and for hosting JM Sunday and for coordinating everything behind the scenes. When we, when we leave, Matis, uh, the brunt of the responsibility falls on his shoulders. And I thank him as usual. Uh, he uh, he tossed us a wonderful compliment yesterday about the programming from Venice. So it is just heartwarming when everybody uh, who's part of the team uh, enjoys and sheps nachas from everything that's happening on an international basis. Uh, JM and the AM more coming up. This comes from this comes from Shlomo Katz here at JM and the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Waterbury Yeshiva album with uh, Elo Kai, the name of that selection. Uh, coming up on uh, 8.30 on a uh, Wednesday morning. Good to be back from our amazing adventure to Venice, Italy. I want to thank the entire team. Everybody put in such an incredible effort. Uh, between uh, Miriam L. Wallach and Mark Zamek and uh, uh, Jamie Turkel and Yoni Pollock and, of course, ZK, the incomparable chief engineer ZK, Zalman Kopel. Uh, Mayor Kruder, who did our photography. Incredible. Uh, oh, and a special shout-out to Simon Jacob, who did our second camera Saturday night for the Big Love Amalka in Venice. It was just uh, an amazing journey and one that I will uh, will never forget. And um, if you missed any of it, if you missed any of it, you have Thanksgiving weekend coming up. It is a, a golden opportunity to literally play the concert, play the Malava Malka for your family. Uh, sometime tomorrow, as everyone's gathering around, enjoying the day, have a little bit of downtime between football games, uh, you can put on some incredible live performances from Itzik Dadja and Daniela Javier and Yisrael Sosna. Uh, I want to thank David Fadida from Israel, who helped uh, produce a um, an intimate but incredible musical celebration that filled... The uh, filled the Jewish ghetto of Venice with incredible music all through the night. It was really remarkable, and uh, it was just it was the whole experience was simply uh, incredible. So a big yeshikach to everybody. Uh, all the videos available in the video section on AlchemSingle.com. That'll be Mondays JM in the AM, Tuesdays JM in the AM. Our visit to the Bartonura Winery that took place this past Sunday, which aired as a live lunch yesterday, and of course the Malava Malka itself. From Saturday night, where I started out by uh, saying Shavua Tov in Italian. How do you like that? Yeah, I'm telling you. They thought I was a local by the time I was finished. Uh, well, not really, but that, that was pretty cool. Uh, so check out that video and enjoy all of our video and audio presentations that come out of the uh, Venice Jewish Unity Initiative. And already this morning, and I, I should be careful how I say this because it, it happens so often now on a regular basis. But one would suspect that right after the trip, uh, there would be a surge in uh, in what I'm about to say. And in fact, there has been. Uh, this morning, the number of recommendations that we have had about where to take the Jewish Unity Initiative and um, what city around this world we should go to next, I mean, that it's just been one of those mornings <laughs> where everybody has a suggestion about where to go and everyone wants to meet immediately about uh you know their idea so now you know that now you know it's a successful mission when everybody wants to hop aboard and participate in another area of the world thanksgiving tomorrow we will be here between six and nine friday jm in the am will feature malcolm Homeline, a conversation about the uh, events of the week in the weekly update at seven forty eastern time this coming friday so we'll be here for that and then uh, drift back into a normal schedule as we go through the weekend and start a brand new week next week so keep that in mind and uh don't forget our big transition is coming up december 1st will be the final show from this building then we move december 2nd to our new york city studio with a flawless and seamless transition uh jm and am will continue as you know it as will our entire nachum siegel network uh, just not from this building uh those of you who listen on terrestrial radio in the new york new jersey area make sure you are prepared make sure you're prepared with your app with your nsn app with your ipad with your listen line, with your auxiliary cable in your car, with Bluetooth in your car, whatever method, you'll, the, uh, the telephone number, whatever method you're going to use to tune in every single day or to tune in for the segments you really enjoy, make sure you are prepared and ready for it. 
Simple as that. Special shout-out to Leon Goldenberg, the American chair of our incredible uh, journey to Venice. Um, Leon was not able to join us, but from the moment we walked into his office back in, oh, I don't know, May, June, July, whenever it was, and mentioned this concept, when it came to the Jewish community of Venice, he said, I am all in. Um, I, you know, and he just encouraged us to go and do a good job. And frankly, I'm back today, uh, ready to tell the Jewish world that we went and did a really good job. So, a, um, special thank you to Leon Goldenberg for all of his encouragement with this incredible project. Uh, there's a brand new CD out there. It's called Sheer Volume Number Two. Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz has put together a 13 track collection. Sheer volume number two. It's brand new, and of course, we have it for you right here at the JM in the AM. No, no, no. 
Mordechai Ben David and Company off the brand new Sheer Volume Number Two CD here on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. Hey, a special shout out to those who are traveling today to Hebron for uh, Shabbat Chayei Sarah. How I wish I was with you, frankly. Uh, thought for a while that uh, I would be traveling to uh, Israel for Shabbat Chayei Sarah, but uh, for this year, but things did not work out the way I thought. So enjoy Shabbat. Shabbat in Hebron is incredible, and this Shabbat in Hebron is always remarkable. Enjoy it, everybody. Enjoy. Think of me, please. Um, many people have, uh, of course, mentioned to us, and we discovered ourselves after Shabbos, the passing of uh, the great Ben Sion Schenker, the incredible composer, Hasidish, uh superstar, incredible nigunim, somebody who was just an icon of Hasidic music, to say the least. Uh, I said that we would wait until Friday and really dominate this coming Friday show. So much of its music had to do with Arab Shabbos selections. So we'll definitely do a nice segment on Friday of Ben Sion Schenker's selections in his memory. But many people asked me over the last few days, when was it that Ben Sion Schenker visited JM in the AM? And I'm thinking that we should really play it during JM Rewind next week. We really should play that interview. Ben Sion Schenker, based on our research, visited JM in the AM on April 1st of 2014. I didn't realize it's two and a half years already. I thought it was like last year. April 1st of 2014. Uh, unless we're mistaken in terms of the actual visit, but I don't think it was a phone interview. I think it was an actual visit, which obviously I'll confirm soon. But April 1st, 2014, that would be the archive you're looking for. And uh, our condolences to the Schenker family, obviously. And Friday morning, we'll make sure to uh, take some time, sometime between 6 and 9, to really dominate the day. Well, maybe we should do an hour. Maybe after um, Table for Two on Friday, I'll speak to Mark Zomik. Maybe we should do an hour or two of Ben Sion Schenker selections in his memory for this Friday. Figure that out. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's, the, uh, that's our intention regarding uh, paying tribute to the great uh, Sion Schenker of blessed memory. Wednesday morning at JM in the AM, Amy Kaplow is with us live via telephone. Shabbat Chayei Sarah, uh, which is about the burial of um, our mother Sarah, uh, always triggers a, a desire in our community to support the work of the Hebrew Free Burial Association. Amy is executive director of the Hebrew Free Burial Association and joins us live via telephone. Amy Kaplow, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nahum. It's uh, one, it really is one of the highlights of my year to uh, have the opportunity to talk with you and um, you know um, connect with all of your listeners. Well, I appreciate. I'm sorry. About Hebrew Free Burial Association and Pashat Chai Sarah. I appreciate that. The work you're doing is simply remarkable. I, can, I there's one statistic that I continue to always look for. And when I see it's confirmed, I say, oh, my gosh, they are, they are as strong as ever. And that is on average. If there's 365 days in an average secular year, on average, you are taking care of more than one person per day when it comes to Hebrew free burial, which I think is absolutely remarkable. 
Right, absolutely. Um, through today, we've done uh, 342 burials this year. Just in 2016? Just in 2016. Wow. <clears throat> we actually did a calculation before Rosh Hashanah uh, for the year 5776, and we found that we had done 412, the way wow. that you know the Jewish calendar fell. So um, it, it, you know, it really is. Um, it, we're we're unfortunately a very bu- busy organization. I'm, you know, uh, I wish it weren't. Uh, I wish there weren't the poverty in the Jewish community and the isolation that um, causes people to need our services. Yeah, you know, people don't realize. Often, people don't realize what's going on. Many of us come, you know, and come with families and and people who are, you know at the ready to be concerned about somebody even in the most dire of circumstances and there are there are people who leave this world and literally either people don't know about it they're discovered by you know emergency personnel or by neighbors or or someone passes away you know in a in not as dramatic a situation as I just described and there's just simply nobody to take care of anything and that's where you guys come in and if not for you if not for Hebrew free burial i remind our audience that these people, they would be they would be laid to rest in some type of public field, the potter's field, that is certainly not uh, you know what we would call the 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 uh, um, the appropriate Jewish burial. Absolutely, I want to tell you a very dramatic story that we we we've been involved with. Uh, we were involved with really from August through uh, the day after Simchat Torah when the Chagim were were over. Um, our uh, we're involved in a very, uh, for us, new initiative um, this year. Um, we've been mapping the buried, the, the sections where the burials are in our Mount Richmond Cemetery because right. although the cemetery's been in use since 1909, um, we never had a to-scale accurate map. When visitors come, uh, it's oftentimes difficult for them to find the grave unless they are very familiar with the cemetery, and there are times when there just isn't staff to walk them to the spot within the 25 acres that the burial is. So we, we figured we, we sort of had to bite the bullet. Also, we knew it would help us find um, additional burial spaces, and we, we knew they would also, it would also solve other mysteries. Well, um, listen to what happened this summer. In August, uh, my staff, my um, director of operations, Andrew Parver, was uh, reviewing the data for a particular section that had been created by the mapping company. Uh, And um, he found a reserved grave, uh, a sister's grave, next to a sister we had buried in 2006. The reserved grave, you know, had not been used. We went, and it just didn't make sense. We went back, checked the records, and the story was, the woman we buried was in her 70s in 2006. She had taken care of um, a disabled, mentally disabled sister who was older than she was. When Marion, the sister we took care of, um, had got cancer, she was put into hospice care, and unfortunately her sister Sylvia had to go into a nursing home. Uh, we knew we needed to keep a grave for Sylvia because there was nobody else to take care of her. Yeah. Um, we let the, the nursing home know. We, met the, we let the public administrator's office know, and they were involved in arranging Marion's burial. And um, 
that was it. Never heard about Sylvia. Uh, when we looked at, you know, found that grave this summer, um, we knew there was no way Sylvia was still alive 10 years later. No way. Um, we called the nursing home. They had no record of her. And this is what happens to people who have nobody. Um, and we had a hunch. We called um, City Cemetery, which, as you, you referred to it as Potter's Field, it's on Hart Island, run by the Correction Department um, of New York City, where burials are done in mass graves, three deep, um, by, um, by prisoners uh, from inmates from Rikers Island. Anyway, Sylvia died a month after her sister's burial. The nursing home paid no attention to the plan we had put in place. Uh, poor Sylvia lay in a morgue for six weeks, unclaimed, and then went off to City Cemetery. So starting in August, uh, in working with the public administrator's office, um, we put the plans in place to have Sylvia disinterred, and the day after Simchat Torah, she was buried in the grave that had been set aside for her in Mount Richmond Cemetery um, with a, you know, with a respectful burial. She had a tahara, everything that had to be done 10 years later. Hmm. So, um, <laughs> so this is how our work finds lost people. Unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Every time you come on... There's another dramatic story to tell. Uh, there are volunteers who get together to make sure there are minyanim at the Hebrew Free Burial Funerals. There are volunteers who clean up the cemetery to make sure they are kept properly. I mean, this is an operation which is way beyond just burial. And believe me, it's, it's no small task to uh, make sure that people have a proper Jewish burial. It's High Sorrow Week, Amy. Amy Kapla is with us. Just tell people what they need to know in terms of supporting Hebrew Free Burial. Okay, if uh, to support Hebrew Free Burial Association um, to honor Pashtat Chaye Sarah and the meaning behind it, um, what we have is a, a special campaign. And if you go to www.hebrewfreeburial.org backslash CS for Chaye Sarah, um, there's a special page where you can donate. What we're trying to do is raise money to, for, to cover five burials. And um, we could really, really, really use the community's help. Remember, this is Chesed Shel Emet. Yep. If you help participate in uh, burying somebody, you're doing really um, the the only mitzvah that's non-reciprocal. Nobody can really the the person you help cannot thank you. And. And um, in advance, I thank the community for their support. Amy, continued good luck. Information the Hebrew Free Burial website. Everybody you can search for that and check it out. And this is the week, Chayesara, that you'll see their campaign in your mail and online. And we encourage people to use the Chayesara uh, time to uh, support the work of the Hebrew, Hebrew Free Burial Association. Amy Kapla is their executive director. Amy, thank you and continued success. Thank you. Wednesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up. Make sure to keep it right here at JM in the AM.
We're here tomorrow, Thanksgiving morning. Make sure to join us between 6 and 9. I think I'll have a special guest in studio, Gavriel Siegel, who has not spent as much time in this building over the years as his uh, older siblings. He'll be here tomorrow. He's always an intriguing uh, interview, by the way, so hopefully I'll have a chance to speak with him on the air. (laughs) Friday, we're here between 6 and 9 a.m. Malcolm Honline will join us for the weekly update Friday morning. We'll have that for. Also, we'll try to do a tribute to uh, a musical tribute to Ben Sion Schenker and to his memory on Friday at some point during our program. A reminder that the uh, Jerusalem 50 is coming up uh, in May, third week of May. Join thousands for a mega mission of a lifetime celebrating 50 years of a reunited Jerusalem. World Mizrahi is heading there, as are we. The date's May 22nd through 25th. Uh, you can be front and center with leaders and delegates from around the world for this historic milestone. It really is going to be an amazing and incredible uh, celebration. Mizrahi.org slash YY50 for information. Mizrahi.org slash YY50 for uh, information. Simple as that. And um, and that'll get you all the uh, info you need. Hey, don't forget to check out all the videos from Venice. The visit to Bartonura Winery. The uh, Monday and Tuesday JM and the AMs. The uh, Malava Malka that was just remarkable in the center of the ghetto on Saturday night. All the videos available at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, make sure to check them out. Check out our archive section for the programming we did from there. I think you'll be very impressed. And I hope you're as inspired as we were presenting it. It was just a remarkable and uh, incredible visit, to say the least. Uh, good to be back here at JM and the AM. Plenty coming up tomorrow, starting with Thanksgiving uh, morning. And um, a reminder, following this program on uh, jmandam.org and on the Nahum Siegel Network, you will hear Bite Size, hosted by Yoni Pollock. And then Avrami hosts the live lunch between 11 and 1 today. And, oh, and i got to thank Avrami. I thanked the staff earlier. Avrami was also one of the people that was here back in the United States making sure everything was taken care of. A big thank you to Avrami Finkelstein, one of our veterans on staff who has been so instrumental in making sure our Nahum Segal Network programming uh, is as flawless as can be, and I thank him very, very much. So he'll be doing the live lunch between 11 and 1. Make sure to be in touch with him. Make sure to comment on the app. And um, again, it'll start at 11 o'clock. Mordechai Shapiro wraps up a Wednesday for us here at JMDM.
Achen of Israel and Achimachem, my brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listened to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Well, tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving, we'll be here at JM in the AM starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us, everybody. Uh, that'll start your day. Coming up next, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. That starts on the Nahum Segal Network right after JM in the AM and the live lunch hosted by Avrami. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.